Reading and Interpreting Statutes, Topic 6. Dear Student, Let's Practice, Step 3. Dear Student, Welcome to the Law School Playbook. I'm Hallie Hara, a Professor of Academic Success and Personal Skills Coach to law students and attorneys. I'm glad you're here. We're going to pick up where we left off in the last episode, where a commercial airline pilot named Sean Fitzgerald showed up for work rip-roaring drunk and engaged in pre-flight work before he was arrested. The statute he is alleged to have violated is 18 U.S.C. Section 343, and we are now at Step 3, which requires us to look at the language of the statute itself and methodically break it down. To begin, let's do a scan to look for specific words we discussed, such as conjunctions, exceptions, and mandatory or permissive words. Let's also look for punctuation. Here's what jumped out at me, and I'm going to read these words with emphasis because most of you are listening and not reading. Whoever operates or directs the operation of a common carrier while under the influence of alcohol or any controlled substance shall be imprisoned not more than 15 years or fined under this title or both. That's a lot of ors. Let's use those to help us break down the statute. We might do that by breaking it down into its specific requirements or elements. For requirement one, it's if a person... Now there's two choices, so let's separate them out. Operates a common carrier or directs the operation of a common carrier. You don't need both, one will suffice. Requirement two, and is under the influence of alcohol or is under any controlled substance. I'm thinking we don't need to look this up. There's a reference to another statute. But if we weren't sure if it were drugs or alcohol, we'd need to check out that statute. Outcome. Here's where we might use an if-then statement. If requirement one and requirement two are satisfied, then the person shall be in prison, but not more than 15 years, or fined under this title, or both. So are there three options for someone who meets requirements one and two? Imprisonment up to 15 years or a fine or imprisonment up to 15 years and a fine. To try and determine whether Fitzgerald can be found guilty under the statute, let's think about the parts of the statute that might be most relevant to him now that we've broken it down. Requirement one, if a person, now there's two choices, so let's separate them out operates a common carrier or directs the operation of a common carrier. From the facts we have, he didn't direct anyone to do anything, so the issue appears to be whether his pre-flight actions were sufficient to constitute operating a common carrier. Requirement two, and is under the influence of alcohol. Let's recall that Section 344 says that an individual with a blood alcohol content of 0.10% or more shall be presumed to be under the influence of alcohol. We'll dismiss the second option because there's nothing to suggest that Fitzgerald was under the influence of any controlled substance. 
Okay, the outcome. We're not going to worry about this now because we aren't sure if he satisfies requirement one, whether he operated a common carrier. And because we broke the statute down, we know that he needs to satisfy both requirement one and requirement two before he will be given an outcome. As to requirement two, we need to be sure that he had a blood alcohol content of 0.10% or more. If both requirement one and requirement two are not satisfied, there is no violation of the statute. So based on the work we've done so far, we need to know what it means to operate a common carrier, and we need to determine if Fitzgerald had a blood alcohol content of 0.10% or more. Point two seems easier to tackle, so let's handle that first. Let's examine some additional facts. In addition to what I set forth previously, we also know the following. When the police arrived, they found Fitzgerald in the cockpit, still tinkering with the airplane's controls. The police ran Fitzgerald through a visual sobriety test, which Fitzgerald promptly failed. Two subsequent breath tests confirmed what his bloodshot eyes suggested. Fitzgerald was very drunk, registering a blood alcohol content of 0.301% and 0.312%. Fitzgerald was arrested and taken to a nearby hospital for further examination. A blood test 90 minutes later revealed a 0.343% blood alcohol content. Because a blood alcohol content of 0.10%, gives rise to a presumption that in, of intoxication under the statute, we know that Fitzgerald indeed satisfied requirement two by being under the influence of alcohol as defined in the statute. That leaves us with a more difficult question, whether Fitzgerald's actions were such that he operated the common carrier. We'll examine step four in the next episode to answer this question by looking for the statute's meaning using the text and determining if the language is ambiguous or vague. If you would like to read this episode, get suggestions for further reading, or to request individual coaching with me, please visit my website at www.lawschoolplaybook.com. As always, do your best and I'll be rooting for you.